Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast with me, your host, Kate Brown. I'm a millennial mama, wife, health and business mentor, and currently in the wonderful, messy middle, navigating the ups and downs of life, entrepreneurship, and building big dreams. At the age of 24, I decided I wanted more from life and a career and stepped into the world of building a part-time business alongside my teaching career. I was able to grow that part-time business into a full-time endeavor, and here I am seven years later. Along the way, I've had a lot of fun, I've failed, I've learned, I've grown a lot, and you know what? I want you to do the same. I know what it's like to want more from life, but not know where to start. I know what it's like to want to reach that next goal, but feel like it's taking forever to get there. I know what it's like to navigate the messy middle and try to figure out your next steps, and that's what the Kate Take is all about, to help take you from inspiration into action every single day, taking one step forward to build your dream life. Each week, I'll share my take or an inspiring guest take on life, business, motherhood, growth, and every single thing in between. All right, you ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Brown, and I'm so excited to be sitting here today with a friend of mine and a guest named Joelle Seuss. And you guys, Joelle is absolutely incredible, phenomenal. And I'm going to tell you guys our like origin story of how um, Joelle and I came to know each other in a second here. But first, I want to give her um, the recognition that she deserves. So Joelle is a Midwest mom of two. She's a certified nutritionist and she is a hormone health expert. And today we are going to dive all in on the topic of hormone health, cycle syncing, and how the heck do we maximize like our cycles as women with work and all the things that I know jack shit about this. So I'm really excited <laughs> to have you here, Joelle. Um, welcome to the Kate Take. Hey, I am so excited to be here, my friend. Thank you for having me on. And ladies, have no worries about feeling new to all of this because number one, I feel like obviously we're not taught it, but even if we were taught it in our late teens, early twenties, I feel like we wouldn't have cared. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so I feel like the more that I work with ladies, we really start caring about our hormone health in our late twenties, thirties, and so on and so forth, because we really do realize how much they impact us. Yes. Yes. Um, before we dig into all of it, I just think that this is a great story to tell. And I think it's great for the listeners to know that like you make an impact with someone somewhere and someday your paths might cross. So if you have been debating making that post or making that real or starting the podcast or writing the book, you should do it. So way back when, um, Joelle and I met each other through Beachbody and I like coveted, (laughs) Joelle before I even knew her. So when I was a brand new coach before podcasts were like what they are today, um, there, what was, what was the name of the podcast again? I can't even remember now. Misfit Republic. The Misfit yeah. Republic. So that was your Beachbody team, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And still is. Yeah. Still is. Yep. And, um, Joelle like recorded this podcast and it was like one of the only, like besides the Beachbody weekly podcast that you could like learn from. So she recorded her team call. So when I was a brand new baby coach, I would go into my apartment gym. I would press play on my workouts and I would listen to these podcasts. And then later on in life and through the art, that business, we got to know each other. And it was so funny the day that I like connected the dots that I'm like, wait, your voice, like, this is how I know you. So, and then since then we've obviously become friends. And then I, you know, was thinking about guests to have on and I was like, okay, 
so many women out there are trying to juggle work and marriages and their health and families and going after their big dreams. And sometimes it feels like you're hitting a brick wall along the way, or you have these moments. I know I have this where it's like, you know, maybe something that normally wouldn't trip me up. Like, let's say I missed a goal or something, or I, you know, had an end date in mind and I miss it and I fucking fall apart. And then I'm having like a conniption fit over it and I'm crying or if I'm upset. And then the next day I get my period and I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Like, I love my husband again. Like this goal doesn't really matter. Like, oh, it all makes sense now. But you know, and even as someone, and again, and we're going to like women listening to this today, like Joel and I are going to like get into this. Like we're, there's not going to be like any filter with this. So we're going to talk about periods, all the things. Um, but I think it's just something that we don't know enough about of like how our cycle actually so impacts everything. And so I I'm just so excited to learn about this topic. So before we dive into all that stuff, um, and why we're crazy when we have our periods and all those, those good things, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. So yes, well, I'm going to start with how I got into cycle syncing because it does roll into kind of my entire story. I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade at that point. It's been like 13 ish years now, but at this crazy point in my life, I had been health and fitness coaching for over a decade. I knew how to be a fit person. I just always was a fit person. Then I had my second, you know, kind of the bounce back after my first, um, you know, it took an average amount of time and effort. But after my second, I was like, what is going on here? I'm showing up, I'm doing my workouts, I'm drinking my shake, I'm doing the things, and I'm working so hard, I cannot dial down anymore. Mm -hmm. And actually, the more I dialed in, I started to see backwards progress. And this is not talking about when my second was, you know, six weeks old or three months old. He was like a year. And I was starting to see my, my scale go back up to what I was when I was nine months pregnant with him. So it's like I had him, it went down a little bit. And then I really started to like dial in and eat less and work out more and all of those and wake up earlier. All that cliche advice, like in good intention that we're told to do, I was doing those things. I was seeing my progress go backwards. And I'm like, I feel like I'm working against my body. And I had this point where I was sitting thinking about it because when you're home with two kids, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, you have a lot of time to to overthink. <laughs> you have a lot yeah. of time to overthink, right? And it's not clear thinking. It's over, it's just spiral thinking. Yep. He's like, okay, there's there's got to be a way I start working with my body instead of working against my body because I can't work out more. I can't eat any less. If I take out any sort of the enjoyment in my nutrition, it's literally would be taking away. Like it would be make like disordered eating type of thing. And that's when I was like, okay, how do I start working with my body? At that same time, I really started to notice emotionally how different I was throughout my cycle. And I started kind of tracking my bad days. And I noticed for mine, it was like three to five days before I got my period where I was really down and depressed. And that awareness of like, it's not about working out harder and eating less. And it's also not all in my head because it very much became a, a, I became aware of a pattern with energy, mental, emotional, 
patience, all of those things, I really started to notice how like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. And that led me into diving into various research and books, learning about hormone health and then into cycle syncing and then really understanding how our hormones impact every aspect of our life and has led me to now teaching on my podcast feminine fitness how to completely live in sync with your cycle when it comes to every aspect of your life yes fitness and nutrition but motherhood home um how i plan how i execute in business like all all elements have now been optimized with using my cycle Mm. That is so cool. And I think it's, it's something that it's a hard journey to start. And I think for a lot of us, and again, like this, this podcast is not going to be like bashing on anyone's choices when it comes to birth control, not birth control, whatever, but Joel and I are going to speak on our experiences with this. And a huge reason why I wanted to have you on here was this is something that I feel like is the next wave for me. Like my postpartum journey has been, again, like I have the tools in my hand, like again, like Beachbody has amazing tools, but it is different when you have a kid. But even before I had Ellie, you know, I had been on birth control for over a decade, over a decade. When I was like 17, I had been on it. I got pregnant when I was, you know, I had Ellie two weeks before my 30th birthday. And I went off birth control probably three years before that. And the thing about it for me, when I started to kind of examine hormone health was I was like, something is not right, but I don't know who to ask to figure out why it's not right. My hair was falling out. My like sex drive was not as high as I wanted it to be. Um, I just felt kind of dead inside, but like not fully, like, I don't know if that makes sense, but just like, kind of like no emotion, if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. So I went off birth control in 2019, started to see like a hormone, um, like a neuropath type doctor went through acupuncture, kind of like did stuff for my gut health and started to track my period, um, like naturally with, you know, again, which is so funny. Cause I feel like you always are like at that time I was like, fuck, I do not want to get pregnant right now. Um, right. Yeah. And, and that experience alone, tracking my period naturally really did show me some of those rhythms, but I want to get into it of like, okay, so maybe someone out there is tracking their period naturally. Maybe they're using an app for it or their temperature or whatever it is. Um, and maybe they're not at all. So can we just back it up? And like, what is cycle syncing? Right, right. Basically cycle syncing to me and how I explain it in a simple way is understanding that you have four phases that you go through hormonally and that there are strengths in each phase and understanding kind of what your hormones are doing during each phase and how that affects you, right? So understanding that um, kind of in relation to the birth control, I'm so not a shamer, I'm not a person. I'm (laughs) I'm just like, when it comes to cycle singing, I hear a lot of people talking about it from like a woo-woo or hippie standpoint, or, you know, talking about the menstrual phase all the time. And that's the phase I talk about the least Mm -hmm. in all honesty, right? And with birth control, I have a podcast episode on it. Um, it's episode 101, I think. Okay. I If I could debunk two hormone myths, it'd be number one, that birth control balances your hormones. It doesn't. It like it stops it and it pauses it. And I say this on my podcast too, when I'm asked about birth control there, even if I went back into certain seasons of life, I would still choose knowing what I know now, some people 
would say different, but even knowing what I know now, I would still use it in those seasons, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it's not it's not a method for balancing out your hormones it suppresses them and then the second hormone myth i would love to debunk is during our period our hormones go crazy Mm. and that is not what's happening during our menstrual phase our hormones are at their lowest they're not going crazy our hormones aren't wild cards there is a shift in a cycle and I'll be imagining having you imagine a bell curve as I explain each phase, because once you understand this bell curve, you're going to then say to yourself, like, I understand why I feel this way. Mm. I understand why I feel this way right now. And that is what cycle syncing has brought to me. The people that I taught this to one on one as I was testing it out. And then now in my feminine edge collective community, there's so many light bulbs of like, I now understand why I feel this way. And even just that enlightenment, that understanding helps take the pressure off of things because we can let our brains go crazy. Like, oh, why am I feeling so down today? Why am I feeling low energy? Right. And instead of like suffering through it, we can feel empowered through it because we know, you know, our energy will rise back up again, but it's not to surrender to our hormones because in those like lower phases, we have strengths and we can shine in other areas. And it leads to this really well-rounded cyclical way of being. Mm, I love that. And I love how you explain that because I feel like as women, when we get our periods, it's almost just, I don't know, like we do really focus on that. And it, and for some people, you know, their periods are really painful or this or that. And that's again, a whole different topic, but it's like, man, it's not necessarily a bad thing either. So, okay, let's dive into the four phases. Can you walk us through it? Oh, I can go through this with you so quickly and you'll be like, wow, how did I just (laughs) understand that so simply right off the bat? Because when it comes to phases, remember, I want you to imagine that bell curve, Yep. but also very much think of the seasons of weather. And since we're in the Midwest, okay, we can think of this really naturally because we have those four seasons. And so I always like to start with follicular phase. So follicular phase is the phase that your period has stopped. Like you had a period and it stopped. And once you have finished menstrual phase, you start in follicular phase. And that's the beginning of this imaginary bell curve that you guys are picturing. And what is that bell curve doing? It's starting to rise. And that is exactly what your hormones are doing, specifically estrogen and testosterone. And those are the two hormones that bring energy and creativity and vibrancy to us as women. So after our period, that's that's often even times like even when you start your period, you start to feel a little bit more yeah. like yourself because yeah. your hormones are coming back on the rise. Okay, that lasts um, ten to fourteen days. Okay, I still use apps for tracking because for me, it's just kind of the thought process of generally what phase am I in, right? Yeah. And then with ovulation phase, think of that top of the bell curve so your hormones specifically testosterone and estrogen are peaking so energy vibrancy creativity capacity um sex drive everything is heightened because of those two hormones all right and i very much tie the seasons of weather to our cycle so follicular spring 
you know, yeah. think of how things are growing yeah. and going in spring, like things are coming back to life. Birds are chirping, they're creating their nests, they're getting ready to have babies, like there's um, fruit underneath, like the plants and animals are coming out of hibernation, yeah. right? Summertime, what do we Midwesterners do in the summertime? We are out and about, we we're live getting our best the life. sun, <laughs> we're living our best life, right? Like that is the first, and technically a lot of experts call, talk about their menstrual phase as the first part of their cycle. For me, in just understanding it season-wise and the bell curve wise, I think of follicular and ovulation as like the new beginning, the prime time, right? And ovulation phase lasts three to five-ish days, depending on. And there are physical signs where you can check um, if you are ovulating and all of that, but energy-wise, like it should be up, up, up. Then after ovulation, you roll into luteal phase. And remember, we're imagining that bell curve. So that bell curve starts coming down. Estrogen and testosterone are decreasing during luteal phase and luteal phase, just like like for fall being luteal yep. phase, it can tend to be kind of a longer ish season. And in nature, what is what's happening? Plants and animals are preparing for rest. Things yep. are like we are wanting to conserve our energy, move a little bit slower, kind of get cozied in a little bit, not necessarily as much outwardness during luteal phase. And with the lowering of estrogen and testosterone, we do have this hormone, these two hormones that specifically kind of shine and take over of progesterone and cortisol okay. you know cortisol as the stress hormone yep. and that is why oftentimes like you feel a little bit more irritated and agitated during especially the week before your period yep. you're kind of just like a little bit more moody things set you off a little bit more and that's because our stress hormone is higher than normal you probably don't sleep as well during that phase so that that would be an important time to prioritize sleeping in instead of yeah. waking up um, if you got a bad night of rest maybe not doing your toughest most challenging workout that day and then like i said i talk about menstrual phase the least yep. and with the completion of that bell curve and of that seasonal cycle menstrual phase is very much like winter and in yep. winter what are we what is our body meant to do rest restore recuperate and whether you use that outline of the bell curve or thinking of it as just like a complete circle. Yep. How this optimizes your life, fitness, nutrition, work, whatever it is, you go into a cycle that is well-rounded, right? You use your strengths when it is best to use your strengths. And then there's always a period of rest. So you, I found when I started living in this way, I wasn't hitting burnout like I used to. I let go of some self expectations or um, things I was being hard on myself about. I could let go on that type of pressure on some of those days. Mm -hmm. And I just knew like it would be back. Let me give you an example, especially with yes, being a I podcaster. Yeah, with being a podcaster, it's like during follicular and ovulation phase, I tend to have a lot of ideas for podcast episodes, a lot of energy to record. When I hop on the mic, it's just like flows beautifully out of my mouth, right? Yes. And then in, if I don't do this, I notice that in late luteal into menstrual phase, I'm like self-doubting. I'm like, do people even listen to my yes. podcast? Oh my gosh, I do this too. <laughs> do 
do I even have anything that great to say? Like, yep. what, what am I doing? Right. And so now in a perfect world, when I've optimized my rhythm of a task, like podcasting, ideally I kind of plan, collect ideas in follicular phase in ovulation phase, record batch record if I can, if for those of you who are listening, who are maybe beach body coaches or content creators, that would be a good idea to be like, I got my ideas for my posts. I maybe for podcasters record for social media influencers or coaches, take your pictures, take some videos to have in your back pocket. And then in luteal, you know, edit, maybe add in some of those back end type of things because it's fall you're preparing for rest you post it and then in menstrual phase maybe have a little bit of reflection how did my podcast episodes do over the last 28 ish days how did my posts do over the last 28 ish days do i see people like certain ones better than others and you can have that little bit of rest and reflection and then that leads you right into creating and planning and executing and then the back end of things and i will preface that by saying we live in a real world where sometimes yep. yes. i have to get a podcast recorded when i am fe- like feeling like my eyeballs yep. aren't open the best but i give myself grace and i understand and sometimes i have to stop and start and re-record yep. there's times on instagram where i don't want to be face to face with the camera maybe i do some text on a standstill picture at that yep. time so i'm still showing up i'm still getting the things done that i want to get done Um, And then when it comes to health and fitness, how this works too is in follicular and ovulation, I noticed this big time, especially when it came to setting clients up with programs. And since I've been a coach for almost 13 years now, I have a lot of um, repeat customers, like majority of my groups are people who have worked with me in the past. Yep. And they come to me when they're in like follicular phase. I want to start a new routine. I'm so ready to do this. I've got the energy. You know, you you work it out in your head of how it's going to work in your schedule. Follicular phase goes by. Ovulation phase goes by. And then you get into pretty much late luteal, like that week before your period. You're like, oh, my gosh, now I'm experiencing cravings. Oh, now I'm having low energy. I'm not really feeling that outward motivation to do my things why am i feeling this way and now it's like oh i get it because my body wants me to slow down prepare for rest and really care like do the things that give you energy so that's that's another like energetic dynamic where it's like follicular and ovulation phase that's tends to be where we celebrate ourselves and we feel like oh i'm doing a really good job right and then in late luteal and into menstrual phase it's like oh how come i feel just like trash but when you switch it from like okay i know in follicular and ovulation i have the energy to exude and then in late luteal and menstrual you're like i've got to make sure that i'm doing things that give me energy so I can go do the things, not deplete me of energy to take away from the things that I need to do. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, I am so intrigued by this and so into this because it does make sense. And I think, so um, do you think the easiest place for women to start is just simply start tracking your cycle and then maybe keep like a, like, you know what I mean? If someone's like, gosh, this sounds great. Like I'd, I'd like to explore it. Like it is the simplest thing just to start tracking your period and maybe track or, you know what I mean? Like, um, like how you feel along the way. 
Yeah. I always suggest getting the My Flow, My F L O app. Yep. Because I think it's like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, I have that one. It's so good. It gives you some tips on cycling, like, oh, you're going into this phase. Here's some the general advice with cycle singing so tracking with an app and then yes just personally tracking and even if it's just on your calendar if you have Mm -hmm. a really low drained energy day just just make sure to take account of that right Mm -hmm. and bring that awareness to it and then see see how it really plays out over time And, and that's the thing with cycle syncing is it's like this is a journey that takes that refines yeah, over time. Definitely. Like, I feel like the first phase of it is awareness and like knowing yes. I have four phases. This is what phase I'm in and this is how I'm feeling. I actually have a ref- I have a activity in my me- in my membership Feminine Edge Collective where it's it's instead of thinking of it in a daily aspect, yeah. you think of it weekly. So if you're in any sort of time management or weekly planning of any kind, the thing that I would just have you reflect on, so you don't have to think about it every day, but think about, okay, last week, what phase was I in? And if I were to describe how I was feeling during that last week, how would I describe it? And then what I have them do is think about the next week coming up what phase are they going to be in and then since they have the tools that i give them for cycle syncing i'm like okay make sure you do a few things that are supportive of your natural hormone fluctuations and then keep awareness and then with that repetitive exercise and it comes with these pdf sheets and like after two three months you can look at you know your three phase your three week or three months of late luteal phase and you're like haha isn't that funny yes isn't that funny that i experienced kind of that same feeling and then from there is when i really try to go in and teach and refine because we shouldn't feel down and out because of our hormones that is signs of hormone imbalance Mm. cycle syncing alone can definitely help level out hormones because you're supporting these natural fluctuations um, with nutrition fitness changes lifestyle changes and whatnot but also looking at it from the standpoint um, there's some supplements that i recommend and with with that like i said you can kind of layer out like oh i'm really noticing even looking at your period tells you a lot about what your hormone fluctuations did throughout your cycle. Because when I talked about estrogen rising and ovulation happening, you don't produce progesterone. Your body doesn't produce progesterone unless you're ovulating. Mm, And progesterone, I didn't talk about this in late luteal, but progesterone is that hormone that makes you feel kind of at peace and content. And I think a lot of women probably do have healthy progesterone fluctuations, but we've recognized that content, that levelness as, oh my gosh, like I'm not high achieving. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I feel kind of stagnant or whatever it is. It kind of is an uncomfortable feeling. I think society wise, we've been 
taught that we should always be our vibrant self and wanting to do all the things and showing our face all the time when really it's like going behind the scenes and doing stuff, whether that's in your business, in your home, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your, in your health and fitness, whatever it is that has positive benefits too. Oh my gosh. I find this so fascinating. And it's funny, you know, like you said, like these are words that I've heard obviously as a woman, but it's like, I'm thinking of like my own app and tracking it. I'm like, oh, that's the name of it. Okay. And like I said, I feel like I have a basic understanding from tracking my period for the past, you know, three years. But even saying that, hearing you say this, I so often think of period and ovulation. And I kind of forget those other kind of two pieces of the puzzle because when I was not trying to get pregnant, it was like, mm, okay, well, we got to be careful these next three to five days. And then when I got my period before, again, trying to have Ellie, it was like, oh, okay, we're good. And, you know, and then conversely, when you're trying to get pregnant, it's like, okay, let's go. So I really love that you kind of point out that all kind of four pieces of this puzzle are important and they all have their purpose. Now with that, it makes me wonder because, you know, I hear this and I think about my business, I create my schedule, I create my content. Like I feel like I could really dive into cycle syncing because I have a business that allows for me to do that or a lifestyle because I control my day. It makes me think about what about the people who maybe don't have as much flexibility? Let's kind of shift this conversation towards like using these things to your benefit um, in like the workplace or achieving goals, et cetera. So I think about like when I was a teacher, it feels like when, you know, in that former career of mine, you don't, I can't just be like, okay, kiddos, we're going to take a rest. Like, you know what I mean? So how does like the average normal woman who, who maybe isn't self-employed or isn't in charge of her schedule. And, you know, she has to go to her corporate career. She has to show up to her 12 night overnight shift. She's a nurse. Like how do those women incorporate this into their busy lives? Okay, girl, honest question for you. What would happen to your business if social media disappeared tomorrow? Did I just scare you? This is not a Halloween prank, but it is a reminder that you need an email marketing system and Flowdesk is the best thing out there. I have been using Flowdesk for about a year now and I cannot even begin to tell you how obsessed with it that I am. As someone who isn't the most tech savvy of people, I was so intimidated by all email marketing systems, but I knew that my business needed a way to easily and beautifully connect with my customers, podcast listeners, and clients. So I found Flowdesk and the experience has been amazing. And I know no matter what happens with social media, I always have my emails to connect with my audience. Flowdesk makes it so easy to design emails that people love to get. I use it to sell digital products, services, connect with my customer base and provide value. Flowdesk has the most beautiful email and sales page templates. It's an intuitive platform. It's simple to use. And honestly, it makes the deliverability so easy. As a small business owner, I have used this to grow my business, engage with my audience, nurture leads, and so much more. I am telling you, you do not need to be intimidated by an email marketing system. If I can do this, so can you, and you will love the simplicity and beauty of Flowdesk. Flowdesk is offering the Kate Take listeners 50% off for the entire year when you use code Kate50 at checkout. You can head to the show notes of this podcast to get started with Flowdesk, and seriously, you will not regret it. Go check out Flowdesk today. Yes, and it goes back to knowing the strategies that give you energy. Cause I have a lot of ladies, majority of ladies in my community are not entrepreneurs. Yep, They're totally. stay at home moms, they're corporate girls and they like it. 
you know, and, yep. and I, I'm all for that. Do yep, you, absolutely. everybody, like there's not, everybody needs to be an entrepreneur, no. right? <laughs> and not everybody uh, should. <laughs> right, exactly. And so I support a lot of ladies in this way. And what I teach on, we have a segment in my membership, my community, where it is, it's because most of the time that type of feeling happens in late luteal. So the segment is called Luteal Phase Guide to Thrive. And I have them create a few things that restore their like mental clarity and focus or just some mental reminders on in this phase where I am feeling tired, I need to do the things that support myself. And some of that, some of those things is important supplementation, magnesium, vitamin D, B vitamins. Um, I always suggest the hormone supplement that I really like as because I my condition was PMDD. And so that is like PMS on a very, very, very (laughs) bad and even sometimes dangerous level. Right. And so um, even going outside and getting some fresh air in any type of break setting that you can with teaching obviously there's children in the room you can't yep. just leave your children yep. in the room but sometimes it could be something that's calming and centering could be a sound a song maybe it's when you finished work you have that one song that you can belt out because movement creates momentum movement changes the energy but that doesn't mean getting up and doing jumping jacks that doesn't have to mean that singing and audibly even just like an audible like exhale can be really restorative and then even sometimes for like my girls who are sitting at a computer and maybe you're logging data or checking on things looking away from your computer screen and closing your eyes and like simmering on one word and I don't even like to say for a certain duration of time because even if you do this for five seconds it's better than none so it's like if you end up doing this for a minute or five seconds it's going to benefit you but turning your face away from the computer and just be like resonate on a certain word mine is usually restore restore and to me that's just like clear 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 and i found that the ladies who are in my community they notice the drop in energy but it's not as detrimental as when they haven't taken care of themselves throughout their cycle and they also know like oh my gosh, I had been so behind on my B vitamins and um, magnesium and, and things like that that are so important for us to have in order to have the energy, right? And I even have them give awareness of like, take note of if you get up in the morning and you tackle a hard workout, but at three o'clock, that's when you're feeling drained and depleted, then maybe that's not a good sign for you to do during this phase. And usually it's not even the whole week. It's probably like the three to five days before your period happens. And instead, wake up, start your morning in a more slow fashion. And then if you want to include some movement on whatever kind of break you have, lunch break, a five minute walk, a one minute walk is better than a zero minute walk. But if you end up going for 15 20 minutes on your one hour lunch break i promise you you will come back and be like i have that gave me energy right and it's it doesn't have to be rigorous what you really do want to do in 
that feeling and that phase because it's not it's not the entire 28 days yeah is giving yourself a little more grace maybe when you're scheduling things for yourself if you do have any sort of flexibility you then can have um you then can give your just give yourself grace but i'm thinking of the teacher who may be listening and how I play this out in my head is I know you guys have to do a lot of like hard work when it comes to planning, scheduling, pre prepping activities for the kids, right? Yes. A lot of that stuff, like if you are in a role on planning and like getting some things done, don't stop just because if you need, if you need to lesson plan for what is it usually duration of days you plan for at a time? Oh, well, it depends on the teacher. I used to usually throw my plans out the window and grab a post-it note with a new idea. So it probably depends right. on the person. But then what could you do? You could have some sort of like overflow collective yeah, folder that. and then be like, and then when the days were like, what the, what am I doing with all of this? Yes. You grab from that folder, kind love of like that. that same social media example yep. where it's like, if you're feeling real good about yourself, your outfit, your hair, your makeup, whatever, you're feeling on fleek that day in ovulation, you take all the pictures and yes. who ca- nobody cares if you post it later. The kids don't care if you created that later. Um, using you can use your voice in a different way because you know my husband i'm raising two boys and my husband and i don't talk to them about my cycles and my faces yeah. it's, it's my own self-awareness yep. type of thing and i imagine myself in those types of situations if i was at like a corporate marketing job and they gave me a deadline and i knew oh you set that deadline i would go at it from a place and point of okay, I see that this project is really, really, really important. I actually think it's going to take more time than what you've allotted me. Is it all right if we switch it and then, you know, throw it out there? I think women, you can use your voice in that type of a way that's not like because of my cycle, Yes. blah, 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 blah. Um, But then like I think of one of my corporate girls who she has those days where she has meetings with people and professionals and she works with their schedule. Like if they say it, we have to meet on this day at this time, she's like, yeah, we got to make that work. Cause I got to make this meeting happen. She just has a little bit more awareness and supportive tools. If it is a tough, a tough load type of day and emotionally is just kind of draining. She knows how to restore herself in a better way instead of being like oh my gosh how come i don't have this energy how come i'm blah blah, you know feeling like trash you know and if you are really feeling like trash you know paying attention to is there any sort of hormonal imbalances going on because with our menstrual phase it should start flow and go and Mm. you know like anything that really sets you out or puts you down that's off i i describe it as tidal waves so Mm. you are noticing huge tidal waves throughout your 28-ish day cycle, like a huge tidal wave of energy and I feel good and oh my God, I love my life so much. And then a huge tidal wave of what is happening? What am I doing with my life? I hate this all, like I have no energy. That would be a sign of some hormonal imbalances, maybe, right? We gotta throw that out there because sleep deprivation and burnout and all of that kind of stuff can still trump 
how your hormones impact you. Cause like I, in my last ovulation phase, my four-year-old decided, you know, we're not going to sleep anymore. We're going to have a little sleep regression and party (laughs) in the middle of the night. And it didn't even matter that I was going through ovulation because he was not sleeping well and that sleep affects so much. But when it comes to healthy hormone fluctuations, it should just feel like a a wave. Like maybe you notice you were like, oh yeah, last week I had a little bit more energy and I had the energy to go from this thing to that thing, to this thing, that thing. And this week it's feeling just kind of like a little bit more steady and slow paced, right? So yeah. it's more of a wave instead of like crash. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just, I find this so fascinating. And I love that example of like the teacher and all of that, because I think a huge piece of this conversation is that, you know, we live in, and again, I'm probably guilty of this too. And this is something I've gotten so much better at over the years, but it's like purposeful rest really matters. I recently just recorded a podcast on how I was ignoring the signs that I needed a freaking break. And it completely led to like me, you know, we've had some stressful house stuff going on and things like that. And, and it led to like a little mini mental breakdown. And it's like, it's, it's actually not that hard to go for that one minute walk, take the deep breath, like, like, you know, push pressure points on your face. It's like, this is a great reminder to all of us that like, take those, those breaks quick breaks in between so that yes, you're supporting your hormone health and all those things, but also like you're a human being, like we're not machines just because we live in this capitalistic society that says, go, 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 go all the time. Like you're not quote unquote bad or lazy or anything like that by listening to your body. Yeah. And and cycle thinking too has been like the coolest thing for just a well-rounded life in general, not just, you know, work and business and health and fitness, but I even think of my relationship with my husband where I have the awareness and there are times where I know it's like, oh, okay, for our date night and our time to connect with each other during follicular ovulation phase is a good time for that like playfulness and go maybe going out which we don't we don't go out i don't subscribe (laughs) i don't subscribe to like a healthy marriage needs a date night once a week because we we don't have that type of rhythm and routine and we've been the most connected we have ever been but i noticed during you know late luteal it's just kind of like let's grab a snack and watch a movie on the couch yes and just chill and it brings this well-roundedness to our relationship and even you know me as a mom when i was at had my kids at home with me all the time follicular ovulation joel was like planning the play dates and going to the parks and doing all these things and, and picnic in tow and all of that and then late luteal joel was like let's watch all the toy stories yes. today guys <laughs> oh you want to have picnic lunch and it's just kind of like a snackable situation yep. for them. And it led to just, I really saw how it was so well-rounded. And then some of my menstrual phases, as I was healing my hormones, I had looked at my husband on some Saturdays and I'm like, you've got this yep. and I'm going to go take a nap. Yes. Like, and I had to do that sometimes. And I didn't explain it because of hormones. I was like, it's just been a long week and yep. I'm, I'm really tired. I'll feel so much better when I go take this nap or I go lay down for a moment. And I, I would come back and I would feel that refreshed and I was a lot happier and less moody. So then, you know, once a month when I had said that, he was like, oh yeah, for sure, go do that. Because I gave him the proof of this will help me feel better, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't from the standpoint of hormones. I always am kind of just like, I'm low energy today. Or my brain's just not, not 
not firing on all cylinders yes. right now. I use different language yeah. than like yes. my hormones and my well, population honey, my is. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> God, God bless. So, I mean, Zach knows, he knows exactly what tampons I use and he gets them for me all the time at Target. So <laughs> I could probably use, I mean, not that you couldn't with your husband either, but God bless those husbands. Um, okay. So I, I, again, I am so, this is so good to me. And I think a good reminder is, um, it just makes you more mindful. Like, I feel like even hearing you say this, I'm like, Oh, like I'm already thinking about, like you said, motherhood, Zach work, all those things. And again, there's a lot of type a achiever type mindsets that listen to this, that they're ambitious and they have big dreams and goals and all that. We talk about taking rest and break here on the Kate take. Um, but one thing I just recently heard on Jenna Kutcher's podcast, she was interviewing Brendan Bouchard and she asked him, you know, Brendan, what's something, you know, he works with like the top, you know, the Oprah's and all those people. And she was like, what's one thing about those super successful people that like, you know, the listeners need to know. And he was like, they take more breaks than you. That was literally Brendan's answer. And his wow. thing. It was like, they take more breaks than you and his suggestion. And, and this just plays into what you said with like all these phases and things like that is he said every 50 minutes you need to get up. And it's like, like you said, two seconds, he's like, get up, shake it out take a deep breath, sit back down. Even if like you're in the zone, he's like, those people take more breaks than you. And it's something that's really played out in my head. And now I feel like with you teaching this, I'm like, okay, like that's a good thing to know. But that is a really hard thing for a lot of people because for, again, we live in this go, go, go society, capitalistic, altruistic, always reach for the next goal. And I know I used to really struggle with guilt associated with taking a break. It made me feel lazy. It made me feel uh, like I wasn't going to reach my goals. And I think that there's, I don't know if this is going to make sense, Joelle, but can you tie how this almost, this almost makes me think about having a more abundant mindset in a way, because it's like, you're, you're going to be okay if you're not always doing, 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 achieving, and you're not like behind or lazy. Does that make sense? 100%. I have the best, I have the best example for you. Okay. But first I need to preface and say, anytime you're trying to create a new belief and try to restore old ways of thinking, what needs to come along with that is looking for the proof of it. So Mm -hmm. looking for the proof of it in your own personal experimentation or in other areas. So I am a farmer's daughter. My dad farms a lot of farm farmland. He's got big equipment and it dawned on me this spring because we had a nasty spring, like it was snow, snowy spring yes. and whatever. And I was like, you know what? I associate cycle syncing very much like the seasons and it being a well-rounded way of living, but it's also the smarter way of living and stay with me on this. Mm-hmm. If my dad would have went out on April 1st and said, I'm going to be I'm going to be the first one to put the plant in the ground. I'm going to first one to be putting corn in the ground this year. I'm going to be the first. Here I am. Like all of you guys keep resting and waiting or whatever it is. He would have given himself more work, lost a lot of crop, and he would have he would have not have been working with the natural rhythm of things right Mm -hmm. the natural rhythm of farming is you plant in a certain time frame you let it be you don't you do not go touch that corn right now you're not gonna get the most profit from it you're not going to see the most optimal benefits harvest from going out there early because you want to be the first one to be done 
or to be the one that's coined working the hardest. Yes. You follow that rhythm and that process. And then likewise, right? Like even if we didn't live in the tundra that we do where the ground was frozen, but the ground needs rest after it has reaped because you would be stripping it and stripping it and stripping it and stripping it and stripping it. And then over time, your crop wouldn't be as good Mm -hmm. as if you gave the land rest. And so this is, this is something, does that make sense? Like a good example for that high achiever where that you really just cannot comprehend that slowing down eventually leads to more, right? Mm -hmm. And you and I even had a beautiful conversation about this before we clicked record. Like I had a huge season in my career to dig some roots and to plant 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 and plant. And I saw this wild, wild harvest. And now I'm in a different season and phase where I feel like I'm testing out and trying different things and I'm still working. It is at a slower pace because I'm now a mom of two. I'm the one who runs like the household and does the dilly dally stuff around our household. I have to be the, some people call it lead parent or default parent, like that is me. And I don't have as much emotional capacity to take on as many clients and host as many groups and be on social media as much as when I was in my 20s yep right and there are times where i me an enneagram three leo like i'm a fiery feisty woman yes like i want to be the one that's like yeah i want to be that person that's up there right and in the limelight but with this farm example it hit my heart so deeply And as a Christian, that's another element is that's unique about my community is my cycle thinking teaching is foundation and faith and creation and and then science hormones love that right and that that type of analogy just suck stuck with me of like gosh I I had the re I had the planting and the the waiting for those seeds to cultivate and I took care and I achieved and accomplished and harvested harvested so much. And I really, for a long time, tried to press into another season way too quickly. And while I'm still showing up and doing work, I'm still in my element. It's to the capacity that feels right for me right now. I love that. And I just think there's, it it makes so much sense because just like there's different, you know, all we've been talking about seasons, but it's like, there's different seasons in life too. Like there's an appropriate time to push really hard for something. If you want it, of course, taking those measured breaks and, and that introspective piece along the way. But the other thing about it is it's like the broader spectrum of this with like, you know, the goals, the visions, the dreams you have on your heart. It's like, they're, they're not going anywhere. Like they don't necessarily have to happen tomorrow. And this is a message I, I, it is like, I think this is like a message that everyone needs right now. Um, I'm reading the book, the gap and the gain, and it is really resonating with me. Cause I feel like even the conversation of what you just said, other guests I've had, it's like, we're always measuring towards this ideal, like this ultimate goal, which is totally fine. But all you have right now is your present moment and the things that you've done before this present moment. And when you measure 
um, your gain of how much, you know, from where you started to where you are now versus the ideal, it's like, now you feel so much massive success. And I just think we all need kind of that permission to be like, you will, you will get there, but you're never going to get there. Like you said, if your dad tried to plant those seeds, like if you don't take care of your body and follow this rhythm, how do you expect to get there? If you're completely burnt out, because if you don't have your health, you really don't have anything. And I think that this is for as women, such an important an important way that we can take care of our health. And it's definitely something I'm like, I'm going to implement this because this is just, I find it so freaking fascinating. I'm like, I could listen to you all day long, Joelle, but, um, a couple, just like one more follow-up question with this is, um, I know that you provide services for this. Um, so I would love for you to plug, you know, how people can learn more from you, but also where can someone start to learn more about this? Like what would be like your top three things? Like okay, I want to dive into this. I want to maximize like this in my career and my relationships. Like what are some of the best resources that you use when you started learning about this? Yeah. Yeah. So lots, lots to unpack there, but to give, um, some particular guidance, my podcast is my feminine fitness podcast. And in January of 2022, all of those episodes are titled your cycle and fill in the blank. So like your cycle and fitness, your cycle and nutrition, and it really breaks it down to your cycle and a certain category of life. And I think those are really just good. And I think a lot has to do with repetition. So Mm -hmm. if you search feminine fitness podcasts and your cycle, there'll be a lot of episodes, a lot of episodes to come up in my Instagram, which is just my name. I have a free cycle singing web class. And um, then I have, if you're really wanting to dive into this type of community and support, I have a membership, which my main my main module. So with my membership, it's a web class a month. And then we kind of throw in some fun things, depending on the theme of the month, the ladies in there are amazing. And they're actually the ones that drive the theme of it. I have a living in sync module has tools, resources, PDFs, guides like that exercise that I talked about all of that in that specific topic. So you can go into the membership, you can dive into that type of stuff. Um, and that's the foundation of my membership. And then we have other fun classes like this month of October, we had some, a stylist come in. Our theme was our theme was ironically like really restorative self-care so kind of like self-care in the concept of your cycle and i i absolutely love this personal stylist that i've used jamie baker so it's an exclusive class that's in there for this month which is really really cool so the membership is where really all like the opportunity to work with me is because in in that group it's actually in an app so my ladies in there can message me and those are the first messages that i get to every single day you can talk to me about like i'm noticing hormonal i think i have a hormone imbalance i will if you're in that community that is where i will work with you if that makes sense on a one-on-one capacity and it's very affordable like there's a lot of coaches out there charging an arm and a leg to have that type of access and right now it's um if you're a member of the community i'll 
be there for you. And um, yeah, Feminine Fitness is my podcast, but this is a Kate Take exclusive. I will be rebranding the podcast to be called Living in Sync with Joelle. Yeah, so it's going to be more of a lifestyle, like living in sync, obviously always cycle syncing related, but more of a wellness lifestyle type of podcast, which a lot of my newest episodes are in that realm of talking about stress and um, fashion. That will probably be one of the ones that's out there around this time is airing. So cool stuff. Oh, I love it. And you guys go follow this. Like it is it's endlessly fascinating to me. And I just think as women, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of us look at it like, oh, our periods or this, that's like, dude, this, like, we're fucking badass. Like we can find a way to like maximize this. And it's like, it is who you are. So embrace it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I will definitely be digging into all these things. Cause I'm like, mm, I want to learn this too. Um, but, um, we're going to end this and, and we'll link all these things for the listeners so that they can find you. But Joel, I want to end on kind of a fun note and get your take on just like, a few, Oh, I love this. I love this so things. much. I'm okay. so glad. I'm like, I hope she keeps this in at the end. I know we've kept you guys a long yes. time, but I no, promise you, Kate, your people are going to be like, I listened to that whole thing. I know. I, 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 I'm like, I'm obsessed with this. So I feel like they're going to be obsessed with this. So too. if you're still listening, take a screenshot and share yes. it up on Instagram stories yes. and tag us. Yes. Tag us, tag us. They, they all, they all know. I'm like, you guys, we're in this together with Gore in the podcast. So those girls are always so awesome with tagging, but okay. Joelle, your take on a few just fun, silly items and things like that. So the first one is, um, what is your, and it's also to get to know you even a little bit better, but what's your take when you, um, when you walk into Starbucks and you're getting coffee, if you drink coffee, um, what's your go-to coffee order? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I live somewhere where I would have to drive 40 minutes to get to a Starbucks, but we have a little local coffee shop and I love her so much. And I just do a pretty simple drink order where it's medium. I used to do oat milk, but then I learned about yeah, oat milk kind and of blood glucose. And I was kind of like, why? It tastes so good. Yes. But okay. So we got to do this oat milk latte, some type of toffee nut. Or like if there's like a toffee syrup, I'll do toffee syrup, but then I'll bring collagen and pop some collagen in my drink. So then it's helpful with your blood sugar balance to have protein in your coffee. And you probably should add some fat in there, but I just love love how oat milk like froths. It's so good. I mean, they can't heat it up too hot so you can like get it and drink it right away. I love it. I'm, I'm a big oat milk fan as well. Um, okay. Love that. And I'm going to add toffee to my next order. Um, okay. What is one song that is a must on your workout playlist? Oh, currently. Oh, you guys, this is such a good freaking song. Let me pull it out. (laughs) It's from the Elvis it's from the Elvis oh, the movie, okay. the newest yep. movie, but it's the Eminem song. Ooh. Let me. What's it called? Eminem's. See, I love this because I'm going to start compiling this with all of our guests. I'm like, I'm going to turn this into a Spotify playlist of everyone's um, yeah. pump up workout songs. <laughs> I got it. I got it. It's coming. It's coming. I have it on a specific playlist called My Jams. <laughs> Uh, and I, I have so many. I have so many. So and Joelle usually, probably has Spotify playlists linked to her to her luteal phases. I I don't, but I should. That is a great idea. So it's the King and I, Ooh. Eminem and CeeLo Green. Okay, I'm it into is it. so good. It's just the the brilliance of Eminem rapping and the references and the sound and the words to Elvis. I'm like, this is a bop 
And it is genius. It is absolutely genius. So I love this. Um, well, and that's the thing is like, I'm like, I'm like a nineties pop playlist type of gal. So I always like to make sure that, you know, we're, we're going to diversify here. Um, okay. Mountains or beach vacay. Oh man, that's tough because we've done so many beach vacations with, you know, beach body and yep, yep. we've done, we've done that. So I would say currently, like if it was my husband and I doing a getaway from the kids one and even with the kids, 100%, I'd love to do Montana or Wyoming Yes, just oh, because I've done, stunning. but I feel like yeah. if I didn't have, if I didn't have all the beach experiences, yes. I would probably pick that. Yes, totally. Um, and then, um, what is something that you're obsessed with right now? I just shared this the other day that I'm on a deep obsession with the royal family. Since the queen has passed, I am like deeply into a royal kick. So what is like something random that you are obsessed with right now that you're like, other people need to get obsessed with this too? Oh, that's a good one. Besides, you know, really all good the goodness I feel you like told a, us. <laughs> I feel like a lot of ladies are into reading fiction, but I feel like over the last year, I've gotten into reading fiction books and that was something that was like i felt like it was taboo to do because of what we were told as entrepreneurs yeah. in the network marketing yep. industry do self, like don't do don't do something that like wastes your time and so yeah. i've been really reading books and i find that i when i read before bed i just relax more relax yes. more but when it comes to a product and i know i mentioned like sodium magnesium and that type of stuff the supplement element lmnt okay. you've probably heard people talk about it it's worth the hype mm. it's worth okay. the hype i love the orange salt flavor the best and then another thing is so here's here's a weird quirk about me if uh, i see a lot of influencers raving about it i like to buy it myself and then i like to debunk them okay but this obsession that I had a vendetta of debunking became an obsession for me. And that is that dang dime beauty skincare. Oh, I've heard it is good. so good. And I find myself every month being like, oh, I'm going to get my staples and then I'm going to add a little something in and then add a little, everything, the perfume. Okay. I don't like the mascara. Okay. I'll say okay. That. This I don't is good like to know. This, I've, I've wondered about the dime stuff. So that's, yes, that's I know. I glad we have your take on this. Yeah. And if you follow <laughs> me on Instagram, you know, I'm that person that's like, Hey guys, you've seen the influencers talk yes. about this. It's crap. And this, I was like, you guys, it's not. And I really wished it was, but it's not. It's good. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it all so much. Um, Joel, thank you for spending the time with us here today. You are freaking fantastic. And I know that this is like such important work and I know um, I'm going to go implement this and I'm sure the listeners will too. So we will link you guys, all of her amazing resources and her podcasts and all those things. So go dive in and make sure that when you listen to this episode, tag us both on Instagram, share it with a friend, and I'll see you guys next week on the Kate take. Thanks. Thanks, Joelle. Thank you. Thank you.